3: Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. We have the pleasure of sitting down with running back Gus Edwards. And Gus, let's start here. So, you know, Gus Bus. known as the <laughs> Gus Bus for forever, right? But what I'm seeing out there, like, you're making a lot of people miss. Pretty speedy out there. You know, it's not just running through people anymore. <laughs> so I'm kind of I'm started working shopping this, this morning. You know, we got to work on a new nickname for you. I'm thinking Gus Bugatti, <laughs> <laughs> million dollar. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. What do you think? I like it, Gus like Bugatti. It. There you go. It just
2: rolls know right know off much, the tongue. I don't know how much it's gonna stick, but <laughs> I like it. <laughs>
3: do you still roll with Gus? Like, does anybody call you that? Like in the locker room? I mean, I know yeah, fans and yeah. social media, but
2: yeah, they they say it sometimes in the locker room. Um, usually, gusto When they really like want to hype me, you know, right?
3: Right, (laughs) (laughs) nice. I saw that the post game, your post game speech, you know, when you get a game ball, Mm -hmm. that needs a little work though. Oh man, you know, what what, you're not a post game speech guy, honestly. I felt
2: like enough had been said that day. Mm. I felt like enough has been said pre game before I went, and I just felt like man, it wasn't too much left to be said, so I just. (laughs) Broke it down. (laughs) Say, I appreciate everybody. Yeah, yeah. I felt like that was enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Does it mean something to you to get a game ball? Yeah, of course. I love it. And um, one thing about it, my dad always looks at the post-game interviews when they give out the game ball. So as soon as I get one, he he loves that stuff. So whenever I can make my pops proud, you know? (laughs) So he appreciates it more than me, but... Just to make him proud, I love. Do
4: you? That's cool. Uh, do you call your dad, your parents after a game and say, you know, hey, I, I got the game ball. No, today. he knows
2: before. He sees
4: it when we post it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And so that's then he calls awesome. you and is like or texts you or whatever and says, yeah. hey, I got the I got the game ball. Right, or you got the game ball. Yeah, he's- I, I gotta believe. I think that sometimes you that kind of gets lost. Like you guys are NFL players, you're the pinnacle of the sport, mm-hmm. but like. You're still like it's it's still just like probably when you were in high school, when you're in college, like your parents still get fired up to see you get that accolade and make that play. I think that's pretty awesome.
2: Yeah, yeah, and then the kid in me are like still wants to make my parents proud. You know, mm-hmm. um, even like speaking be- speaking to them before the game that that gets me going, and then um, after the game when they when they when they give me praises, that that motivates. It still motivates you no matter how old you are, honestly.
3: That's yeah, awesome. That's very cool. So talk, talk about this running game. It seems like it's really kind of getting cranked up, mm-hmm. you know, that you guys ran the ball really well in Cleveland. Just how confident do you and, and the offensive line, the whole unit, really feel in like, all right, you know, this is a different offense, right? It's, it's not the Greg Roman offense where it was ground and pound and all that, but like right. our running game can still be really efficient and, and really strong. Yeah,
2: um, I think I think it, as we go on, it, it's just going to keep coming together more and more. Um, I think something that's really been big with us is just how, how, how much guys have been able to step up on the offensive line mm. and um, play different roles. Um, I think that's been really big, and that mm. goes underappreciated sometimes, like – the job that they've been doing, just moving around and and um, just figuring it out. Um, I feel like we still have a lot to a lot um, to to go, but we getting close and, and we making strides every game.
3: Yeah, wasn't an adjustment. You know, what was kind of the initial thought in the running back room, at least when you do have this change? You guys are running a lot of three wide receiver, and it's not going to be so run heavy. You know, mm-hmm. like what? How do you kind of adjust to a new off- offensive scheme like that?
2: Well. I think when, when 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 somebody else comes in and it's a different offense. Every you, with me, I just want to um, prove myself again. You know, yeah. Just to say, oh, it wasn't because um, I'm a system guy or, or this. I just want to prove myself all over again. So mm. I, that that gets me going a little bit. Um, um, and it's been it's been fun. You know, it's been fun. Um, it is challenging at times. Um, just the terminology and mm-hmm. and the language being different, but um. It's week five now, and it's, it's, it's starting to feel more natural. And uh, and we we haven't even reached our peak yet. Yeah.
4: That's interesting. So I, I want to go back to something you just said. You know, when you when you playing an offense, and Greg Roman's was offense known for being a run-heavy scheme and mm-hmm. running backs have success, quarterback runs have success. But, like, you felt like it was important kind of for you to say, like, I, no, 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 it wasn't just a system. Like, right. I, I'm the back that's carrying the ball here. Like, that meant something to you to prove that this year, not in that system. Exactly. And yeah, why, why? I'm curious about that.
2: Um, I don't know if it's something from the if it's from the outside. That's just something I deal with personally. Just mm-hmm. want to uh, always prove myself and always just want to be consistently, um, consistently contributing to it to, to, to the offense and, and and the playmaking that's going on. Uh, so that's just something I just hold myself accountable for.
3: Mm-hmm. It- is there a thought too that you know if you are three more three wide like and and opponents have to respect all of our wide receivers and all that stuff that like you might get lighter boxes like is there a part of you that's like we
2: haven't seen that
3: yet <laughs> <laughs> we haven't seen that yet nobody
2: they, I, I, honestly I feel like defenses don't even care what we line up in. they just like no we're gonna stop the run like interesting here. like
3: I mean I guess with, see, as long as Lamar's, Lamar's the quarterback there, too
2: right we're gonna see. Stack boxes (laughs) You're waiting You're like Come on guys (laughs) They keep saying It's gonna be lighter boxes Went through the whole All season Like man It's gonna be fun this year Man we gonna spread them out Um, (laughs) We gonna see lighter boxes Guys are gonna be Backed up a little bit We get back Nobody has played as late, <laughs> <life>, so <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's funny.
4: One thing, that Gus, that has always um, struck me about you is like obviously you're like kind of a soft-spoken guy, quieter guy in the locker room, but you've never lacked confidence, yeah. and I, I've all that's always stood out to me about you. Like you're not really a showy type guy, but like you
3: have supreme confidence. Well, He's going to become when, once yeah, he's, when, he's when, Gus Bugatti. What, uh, Gus Bugatti. <laughs> I mean, you got to <laughs> have a little sizzle, right? Yeah, exactly.
4: <laughs> but like, uh, tell me about where that confidence uh, comes from.
2: Um. Uh, I don't know. Uh, just, just um, I know. I know that that I, I put in a lot of work. You know. So if you put in a lot of work and you know you're working on certain stuff, like you have, you should be confident in it. You you work on it until you're good at it, and you don't have nobody to prove. I'm a big. I'm always my biggest critic. So I'm always trying to prove myself right before somebody tells me I did something wrong. I already knew. I, I already know I did it wrong, and. Mm-hmm. Just like, just I know you can't. You can't play this game without being confident in yourself. Um, that's something I tell uh, my teammates, guys in my in the room. Like, man, you can't. You can't never let nobody uh, take your confidence away from you. Without that, it's like you take a step back. You know. So I just always try to stay stay on top of that and um, just carry myself um, with a high standard of just achieving. I've been in those places where um, in college, I've been in those places where. Um, just, just not being real confident, just it, it, it takes a toll on, on your playing. So, um, experiencing that early on in my career in college, and um, seeing what it could do to, to, to um, my effectiveness on the field, it just made me you know you have to, you have to believe in yourself. And if you want to be confident, you got to work on it. Um, make sure you're prepared, you
4: prepare. Know? What, what, what was it in college that kind of shook that confidence a little bit?
2: Oh, uh, just like just. Um, I, I, I had a real, I, re- I had a real bad injury, and then I came back with a new coaching staff, and then just, just feeling like certain, pe- certain um people didn't really like. I don't know if they weren't familiar with or what I could do, or just, just um, just, just not really like um giving me an opportunity. Well, you know? it
3: started at Miami, and then yeah. you went to Rutgers and really yeah, yeah. balled, and that's when right. you kind of became lead dog, and then everybody was like, oh, all right. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> But yeah. I
2: always, I always felt like I'm, i deserved – I I never, not one, felt like I didn't deserve to be to be playing. You know, I didn't right. play too much. I play. I ended up playing a lot my freshman year. I think I scored like seven touchdowns my freshman year. Had a good sophomore year. Got hurt my junior year, and then that's when things started going downhill. Um, came back to a new coaching staff. Had to like basically start all over. And I, I skipped this. The day that I got hurt in college, my junior year, was the same date I got named the starter. Mm. so i was and it kind of happened here you know Mm -hmm. Mm. so Mm -hmm. um so i've been through a lot in my career and it just built it just helped me build my confidence up and it just helped me know that uh you play better when you when you believe in yourself and i think that everybody should carry that on what's
3: what did that 2021 season here do you know when jk goes down Mm -hmm. and then you like you're saying you were going to be the guy you know it was like it's going to be Gus season Mm -hmm. and then you go you suffer the injury right what did that do for you as a person and as a player?
2: Oh man, um it you never want to go through it again, but I feel like me going through it in college where I got hurt, I had to miss a whole year in rehab. It kind of mm-hmm. made me familiar like um there's no other way around it but to just 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 fight through it, you know? Just fight through it um, and I've been through it before. So that that's kind of like built me up to to just just hit it on um, head on and and just try to make the best out of it. When did you feel like yourself again? Um, when did I feel like myself again? This year. Really? I would say, I would say this year. Uh, going into camp, um, I just felt like every single day during camp, um, I was able to do more, able to feel like more confident in my um, my knee and just – Overall, the, the more I get out there and the more I practice, it's just things start feeling more natural, more natural.
3: Mm-hmm. Is that still ongoing? Like each game through the first four weeks, have you felt like, all right, I'm getting more confident, I'm feeling better, feeling better?
2: I would say last game, last game, like um, just watching myself on film and I felt like, I, I yeah, I, I was moving a little bit more comfortably, you know? Mm. It's a Bugatti.
3: exactly i mean you did say i remember you saying in training camp like i feel like this could be my best year yet Mm -hmm. you know which says a lot right Right. for a guy who's averaged five yards carry or more every year of his career what is it you know other than it was it just the knee was it physically or or what was it that really kind of led you to say that oh
2: just just seeing like um everything that we could be it's um with Everybody that we have coming back with the offensive line, um, the talent in the room, um, and then just just knowing that um, I have a year under my belt of rehab and a, a year of of, of training and, and and just like feeling myself feeling like myself again. You right. know, last year it, it was pretty much a grind. Um, I did have to step back like during the season I came back and then I had to step back mm-hmm. again so mm-hmm. this year it's, it's been different for me I, I feel a lot better um, my knee hasn't been an issue so
3: right what what is the feeling you know you see JK go down in week one mm-hmm. right and obviously it's always painful to see any teammate go down with an injury right. but for you obviously it's like all right here we go again it's like 2021 this mm-hmm. is this is my time what 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 was your mentality when that happened
2: Man, at, at first I was just really, like, just really sick for her. Still, still, are um, still feel that way, honestly. But mm-hmm. um, reached out to him. I know he's in great spirits. Uh, you never want to see it happen to somebody, but J.K. is a guy that 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 as much as much time as he play um, spends in the weight room and um, training. You know, he could, if he really sets his mind to it, which I know he will. Mm-hmm. He could, he could come back from it. And the odds are stacked against him, but. I believe in him and I know that he's in that place where he knows that like, yeah, I got I, I have to come back from this, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um just prayers prayers to him and um it's 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 real sad, you know. But yeah. But I feel like the room we really rallied up. Um we have a lot of guys that have been making a lot of plays for us and it's kinda of been like by committee lately. So, um and everybody's been been doing something. Everybody's mm-hmm. been from male to justice. To KD when he was out there, um, right. Everybody's been doing a little something, so um, we. I don't feel like it's been any like uh, fall off or anything. Mm-hmm.
4: But, I'm curious, like I'm sure as a running back, every running back wants the ball t- a ton, right? You right. want the ball 30, 30 times a game, yeah. but that's not there's not too many guys in the league that get that type of workload. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of it is more by committee, and that's kind of how it's been here. You know, there's been certainly games where you you lead the way in that regard, but. What is the menta- your thought process and mentality on like that that shared workload? Knowing like, all right, you know, it keeps you healthier, keeps you fresh down mm-hmm. the stretch in a long season, but also balancing like, you want the ball in your hands and good things happen when the ball's in your hands. How do you balance those two things?
2: I'm not gonna sit here and lie. Like, I don't want the ball <laughs> like 15, 20 times a game. And um, but like as much as as much as um, I'm close with my room and yeah. as much as time we spend together. On the field We grind together On the field And we we hang out Out of the field You want to see them Successful So um, Yeah you want You want You want You want the ball All the time But you you, I get excited and I'm, I'm and I'm happy for my teammates when they make plays as well too. So, yeah. as long as we win, it I'm good. You know.
3: When yeah. I remember, like before the season, I think you you were asked who's going to be the breakout player this year, and you mm-hmm. said Justice Hill. Yeah. You're like, I really see a big year for him. Why? Why? I mean, he looks good out there. We yeah. see why. But what was it that made you say that?
2: Just like how hard he worked in camp, um, just the flashes he showed he 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 showed, and um, he's. I just see how comfortable he is and um, running in and out of his. Cause he's playing. We talk about confidence. He's been playing with tremendous confidence mm-hmm. in his, um, in his the way he sees the play, the way he's um, protecting. Like just every part of his game has just been. He's been he's been looking like great at it and, and showing com- tremendous confidence. With it. Very cool.
3: Very yes.
4: cool. And, and the last one for me, for Gus is one of the things that I think is one of the best aspects of your game is, is your ability to close out a game. Mm-hmm. Like if the Ravens need a few yards, you know, we've seen that plenty of times throughout mm-hmm. your career. How much pride do you take in that? Like fourth quarter, need a first down, give me the rock and I'll go get three tough yards when the box is stacked that, up against That's me. when
3: we needed him in the yeah. Colts game. I know,
4: that honestly like, <laughs> so you know, I like, think, like, I think, no, we need our closer <laughs> man. <Coltman laughs> from the bullpen. <laughs> I mean seriously though, like how much do you put how how much pride do you take in that aspect of your game?
2: I love it. I love when it. I love when I'm, when those situations come up. Um, big credit. I know it's going to sound cliche, but big credit to to, to the offensive line. Um, whenever we do get in those situations, those guys remind me. You know what time it is. Mark is always reminding me what time it is, and, mm-hmm. and just seeing them just like supporting me and, and, and in the huddle. I'm talking about in the huddle. Oh, so they're saying you like yeah, all right. Yeah, it's your time. It it's thing. your right. time. Right. What do they say? Um, just he. Mark gives me is like oh hold on to the wall. Let's get it hit. I mean, like, just like boost me up in praises and and, and stuff. So just seeing that, um, that I'm being trusted with with something so big, um, just, it gets me going and it makes me want to make the plays.
3: Awesome. Last one for me is, uh, you know, we talk about nicknames, Gusto, you mentioned, the guys call you, which for listeners and viewers out there might not know, that's your, your rap name. Right. Right. So we got any hits coming anytime (laughs) soon. What's coming up next from Gusto?
2: Um, so I did make a summertime song that, um, We kind of missed the summer, but I ended up dropping like a like a month ago.
3: Okay, Um, all right. Where can people find you? Got to promo it here. This is your opportunity. (laughs) Go check out that new Gusto
2: summertime. It's on Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere you can stream.
3: Nice. All right, we're gonna have to listen. We got if we can roll that in. I don't know (laughs) if we got the rights for that. Probably not. If we could, we would. (laughs) Gus, appreciate it, man. All right, thank thank you. you.
1: Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service.
4: So big thanks to Gus Edwards for stopping by the Seat Geek Studio. Also, we want to give a shout out to our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, which is an official sports betting partner of the Baltimore Ravens. They've got a limited time offer that you don't want to miss running right now. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. If you use the promo code FLOCK, you can get a new customer deposit bonus up to $1,000. Again, the promo code is FLOCK at DraftKings Sportsbook. you got to be over 21 and physically present in Maryland to play. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. So uh, enjoy the conversation with Gus. I mean, I think uh, obviously the Ravens are leaning on him in a big way. And I, I think that, you know, I think as the season goes along, I think there will certainly be more I think there will be more games where he, we see him get that 20 plus touches, you know. Hmm. I think that there will be those times where it's like early in the year, you you probably want to uh, think about more of a committee approach, you know, save guys, but I mm-hmm. think that like there could be some games as the season wears wears along here where they say, "You know what, we're giving it to Gusto in the second half, and right. we're just going to ride the
3: bus." Like as guy. it gets cold, you're saying give it gets the cold physical pounding back when it's cold. Yeah, you know, uh, sure. Sure. But I I think Justice Hill has played really well. And yeah. to Gus's point, like I think he, he fits this offense really well. He's got some wheels. I mean, he would have had a big game. It, it was a kind of a weak holding call, call called back is mm-hmm. like 55 yard catch and run. I mean, Justice has been impressive, as has Gus. Yeah. I, I just think that they're a really good tandem. You know, the thunder and lightning, whatever you want to call it, right? And um, I think I'm going to disagree with you. Big point. Disagree. So you, all
4: right. See, this is this, you know, yeah. people
3: like you. I, I'm,
4: I'm telling, I'm like with Gus here. Put the big point away. You know, Gus, I got the big point. I'm over here saying there's going to be games where Gus gets the ball 20 plus times, and you're saying, no way.
3: Uh, I mean, I'm not gonna say no happened at all. Um, when that happens, I'm getting right. Gus. Right. I'm getting Gus back right. on the podcast here. All right, I'm going. There will not be a game. <laughs> there will not be a game this year where Gus gets 20 plus touches. Boom. All right, all right. I can't right. wait thunder, to bring. That's no shade on Gus. I I'm can't just saying, wait. I think it's like it's a it's a pretty. I can't good wait for, for Gus to got. get
4: the 20 plus, and then I'm gonna be back on the pod, and we're gonna celebrate in your face. All right. <laughs> and, you know, another uh, mm-hmm. uh, you you mentioned uh, thunder and lightning. Uh, They got some more lightning. More lightning in the forecast here because Keaton Mitchell, the undrafted rookie, did return to practice. He's been on IR since the season started, and he was electric. Just throw out all the different, you know.
3: (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) Zap.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Um, He he was electric in the preseason and showed some serious speed. And so that's another element to this offense. Who knows when he actually returns to game action. Basically, by activating him, he's got 21 days now to go through practice before the Ravens have to determine whether they're going to bring him up to the active roster. Now, they could bring him up for this game. That yep. possibility exists. So we'll just have to wait and see, but I think it's good to get some more health in that backfield. Justice Hill's dealt with a foot injury, so um, good to have some reinforcements on the way there. Yeah. He's definitely
3: flashed his potential. Oh, good one. Good one. I was I like really that. working on it. I wasn't paying attention to anything you said. <laughs> He's just thinking was, through that. Uh, yep,
4: yep, yep, got it. Uh,
3: yeah, I, I, I agree. I think it depends on the health you know, Justice's foot as he works back and all that stuff. How soon we see Keaton Mitchell.
4: Yeah, and and Melvin Gordon's been activated three times from the practice squad, so he has no more game day elevations available. He would have to be pulled up to the fifty. Kenny Drake
3: still has two more. So, you know, I think that as long as uh, Justice and Gus are healthy, you could activate, you know, uh, Kenny Drake Drake two more times. Two more times, and then maybe Keaton Mitchell becomes the number three back after that. If you feel like... No, we're going to use Keaton Mitchell. You know he's healthy. A, he's knocked off the rust. B, and we think that he we're going to use him a fair amount in the offense or whatever. Sure, you could activate him sooner than that. You mm-hmm. know to be the number three instead of Kenny and Drake or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's just good to be. It's good to be getting healthier, right? Yeah. Um Yeah. The Ravens like legitimately in getting players back now have some tougher decisions to make. We talked about the cornerback, you know, and who plays there. That's a tougher decision. You know, you're starting to get some. Uh, potentially outside linebacker help if Tyus Bowser. Now, he wasn't activated uh, for Wednesday's practice, but he told Glenn Clark that soon. He doesn't feel like he's ready to play a game now, but like that he's getting closer and more confident and that he hopes to get some practice this week. So we'll see. But as you get these guys back healthy, now you have these depth players, these kind of backups, for lack of a better word, who have stepped in the starting or, or prominent roles who have played well, and you're like... Well, what do we do with these guys? Mm-hmm. You know, it's you, you have some good problems.
4: Yeah, it's always it's good to get healthier. You know, I think that we don't at this point in the week we don't have definitive answers on guys. You know, mm-hmm. in terms of their status, you hope that you can get Ronnie Stanley back. In the lineup on yep. Sunday, yep, that would be really big. You hope that Marlon Humphrey um, can get you know back on the field and play Odell, on Sunday. Bateman. Odell, you hope can play Bateman, Marcus uh, Marcus Williams potentially. Right.
3: Um, he was practicing fully at the end of last week, so you, you know I think, think that, he has a decent chance.
4: Yeah, and and then
3: yeah, so I those are Morgan and, Moses is the the big question. Yes, yeah, in terms of injuries from last week, uh, and we'll see about yep. him. I mean, as we said uh, on Monday the guy doesn't miss games if he can play yeah so we'll see they could use him out there i mean turning the page to the Steelers here and looking ahead to this game they could definitely use morgan moses out there because when i look at the steelers roster the edge rushers really seem like that's what i'm most concerned about
4: yeah for sure
3: i mean tj watt is and alex highsmith alex highsmith is he's really good too but very good tj watt is
4: like Probably going to be one yep. of the top five players in the defensive player of the year voting. Correct. When it's all said and done. That's so he's one of the best defensive players in the game and who's the lineup against the right tackle. So right. you don't have Morgan Moses there. Big challenge. Yeah. We've, we've mentioned it, but who goes over there? Is it McCarry if Stanley's back on the lineup? That would be my guess right. that McCary goes from left side to the right side. They could put Falele back out there. Yep. Um, I think it could also be somewhat similar in that to what they did on Miles Garrett, where you, you kind of an all hands on deck approach, and you got to scheme up some creative ways uh, to limit what he can do. But mm-hmm. it's tough to do that when you, it's when
3: you got two really good ones coming off the edge. Yeah, I mean that's if the Steelers are going to pull off what I think will be an upset in this game, it would be those guys wrecking wrecking the game. Mm-hmm. So the Ravens, I th- to your point, I think it's very good about the Browns. You know that was really. It was Zedarius and Miles Garrett, right? You had two, not just one, but two very good pass rushers you have to limit. I expect the Ravens, that's going to be the attention this week for the offenses schematically and, and practice-wise. How do we limit these guys? You're not going to shut them down, but what do you do creatively to kind of limit them? And do they use more motion like they did to kind of freeze TJ Watt, put him in a bind? You know, when he has to respect Lamar's legs, he has to respect the jet sweep, the Zay, all that stuff, you put him in a, in a difficult situation. I'm sure the Steelers are going to be looking at what the Browns do Did or didn't do against the Ravens offense for some pointers.
4: Yeah. I also, like, I think if that it's kind of classic, like, Ravens Steelers games historically are always just like a three point game, no matter Mm -hmm. what the records are. And, like, how scared are
3: you? I mean, because you're always scared. (laughs) About the Steelers, I respect the opponents. You, Ryan. the Steelers, you, the Steelers always get you quaking in your boots, <laughs> <laughs> right? So if we're going one to ten right now, on how scared you are, like ten's like you're whizzing down your leg. One is you're totally fine. I'm like Ro-Kwan. where are you at? Right I'm now. like Roquan, like he said on the
4: podcast at the start of the year. Never scared. Never scared.
3: Oh, you're always no, scared.
4: No, no, never scared. Not born scared. i got going to die scared. Never scared. <laughs> something He says something like that. So, never scared. However, also respect okay, everybody. Okay, here comes the however. Also, the big respect everybody. <laughs> respect everybody. So, that's how I feel going into this game. Uh, uh, here's what I think. If the way that you don't want this game to go is like it's a 13-10 game and it's like Really close in the fourth quarter, and you have a bad turnover. Like, that's how the Ravens lose this game. It's like, sure. it's, it's, you know, like, I go back, it, there's been, like,
3: These games are always close. All those kind of always close. Even when
4: the Ravens won the Super Bowl back in 2012, they lost a home game that year when they had Charlie Batch as a starting quarterback (laughs) in that game. Because it's just like all these games end up being three-point games. You
3: know, it's tough to win in Pittsburgh. It's a tough place to play. That that crowd can get cranked up, you know, if their defense is playing well and all that stuff. It's tough. You also have the Steelers coming off a pretty ugly loss to the Texans. Yep. Right? Mike Tomlin knows how to get his team up. Yes. I think Mike Tomlin's a really good head coach. Like, this is kind of it feels like one of those backs against the wall Steelers. Everybody's counting us out. Our quarterback's injured. You know, people think we're no good this year. Everybody's railing on the offense. Like, let's go prove it against a division rival like the Ravens, who are coming off a really big win, right? Yeah. And uh, that's the kind of scenario I don't really like facing the Steelers in. Mm-hmm. I'll say that much.
4: Yeah, yeah. So that that's the. I, I'm with you. I think you summed it up pretty well there. Now, from a from a football X's and O's standpoint, I, I like the Ravens' advantage here. 100%. I, I just think that like when I go through the roster and I look at like the advantages that the Ravens have, I think that the edge rushers are the biggest problem, mm-hmm. but I like the Ravens' ability to... Have some success against you know, their secondary, especially if the Ravens have a healthy group of receivers. Yeah, well, let's think, go through it here. Yeah. I
3: mean, their total offense, they ranked 29th in offense this year 29th uh, in pe- rush offense, 25th in pass offense, 25th in points per game. They're allowing 15, 15 and a half. Defensively, it's not a whole lot better. 30th overall, 29th against the run, 26th against the pass. Yeah, right. So they're not top, they're not under top 20. They're twenty or above in every category, offensively and defensively, except for third down defense and fourth down defense.
4: Yeah. So, so the like, numbers haven't been kind to of them early this year. No. No, it's been a tough start for them.
3: I mean, they're two and two. Credit mm-hmm. them. You know, they're they're still in the mix, but like, you know, yeah, it's been tough for them offensively. That's there's no secret. You know, Pittsburgh fans are all fired up about Matt Canada and and the direction of this offense. Plus now Kenny Pickett is dealing with a knee injury. Yep. The latest on that is, at first, it seemed like he was definitely going to be out. Then it's like, well, wait a second. It's it's a knee bruise. I think a bone bruise is what Mike Tomlin said. And that they're hopeful. I think he's supposed to practice it right. to Wednesday. Um, we haven't seen that yet. injury report isn't out. But uh, Mike Tomlin's basically saying, you know, how comfortable does he feel in practice this week will determine whether he plays. My gut still tells me that they're not going to send out a hobbled Kenny Pickett. Mm-hmm. You right. know, this is a, a prized, you know, second year quarterback franchise quarterback for now. You yeah. know, like he's the guy, mm-hmm. and so I don't think they're going to send him feed him to the wolves, the Roquan Smith and PQ <laughs> Wolves, when he's not feeling right physically. That's my yeah, gut. Yeah, yeah, and I don't, but I don't know that it matters. I, I think Mitch Trubisky is like a veteran who started and played a lot of games, including against the Ravens, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know that there's a huge difference. Um, between a hobbled Kenny Pickett and a healthy Mister Well,
4: yeah, look, I mean, their offense has – it's not like their offense has been putting up 30 points a game, you right. know, with with right. um, Kenny Pickett out there. So, like, <laughs> the offense has been struggling right. out of the gate.
3: They might view it as, hey, maybe this is a, sh- a shot in the arm. Right. It's
4: a, a spark. Right. But also, at the same time, like, you can't overlook the fact that it's a backup quarterback. The Ravens know that. Yep. You know, and I don't think they overlooked Gardner Minshew, but I'm just saying, like this, it would be kind of crazy to be the third straight game
3: that the Ravens will yeah. have
4: played a backup quarterback if Kenny Pickett is not able. Welcome to, play. to
3: our world, Gus Lamar being out the end of the year the past two years. I have no sympathy for anybody. Well, I'm not saying there's any any sympathy, but it's it's just kind of interesting. Yeah, no, totally. So, what'd you make of Mike Tomlin's comments on Zay Flowers this week? <laughs> I mean, I think he likes him. He, he was glowing, saying the guy he's fearless. He's never never seen him back down to anything. I mean, he he basically said without saying, this guy is made for this rivalry, this kind of game.
4: Yeah, and he's watched a lot of Zay Flowers, watching him going back to Boston College.
3: Well, his son plays played at Boston College with Zay so last pre- pretty year. Pretty good you know. report on him. Yeah, exactly. Um, so
4: I, and I don't think that, like, you know, sometimes you hear that stuff, and you wonder like, oh, is this just like the opposing coach like pumping pulling him smoke, up. pumping smoke, gassing him up <laughs> the mm-hmm. week before a big game?
3: That was Wink Martindale special.
4: Yeah, he would often say stuff like that. <laughs> but I don't I don't think Tomlin's typically the gas him up type of guy. Like I don't think that like over the years he he necessarily goes out of his way. I mean he's the guy that's like they're all nameless gray faces. Right, to us. Right, right. Like right, that's right, his right. that's his MO.
3: Right. It was it was beyond. It was beyond. It was another step. And that's yeah, why so it was like, so he was so notable. He's
4: normally just like yeah, we just play the opponent, <laughs> that's it. And now he goes he went out of his way to talk about how much he likes Zay Flowers, how he's fearless, and all the intangibles that he brings. So, I think he clearly likes him. You know, yeah. I wonder if he wanted to draft him. I was like, did he want to draft Zay Flowers?
3: Well, I mean, there's a lot of talk about that yeah. about the possibility that Zay could go to Pittsburgh and as they rebuild that wide receiver room, uh, but they ended up trading up and taking Broderick Jones, mm-hmm. the tackle out of Georgia, who Todd Munkin probably knows pretty darn well. Yeah, and you know, Broderick's not starting. As of now. Uh-huh. He's number two on the left tackle depth chart for them. Uh Zay obviously is very much a starter for the yeah. Ravens. He's leading him in receptions, targets, yards, everything. So is this one of those ones where revisionist history, you know, in Baltimore, we're used to looking back and being like, Steelers and their wide receivers are always drafting these guys. And yeah, gosh, right. We take that guy. Is this have we flipped the script? Maybe. Well, the other thing that's interesting from a
4: draft standpoint is we spend a ton of time talking about Joey Porter Jr. Yeah. The Penn State cornerback who the Steelers ended up taking with the first pick of the second round. That was the trade with the Bears. They got the second round pick uh, back from the Ch- Bears. Chase, Chase Claypool. Claypool. So that was a great trade. That trade's on their, pretty good for yeah, that. On their on their part. And they ended up taking Joey Porter Jr. A lot of talk about him potentially coming here to Baltimore. How much ink did we spill or how much time did we spend talking about Joey yeah, Porter for sure. on the podcast? And so he ends up there. You wanted him. You were a big Joey. I, I think he's a really good player. I think he's a really good player. <laughs> um, he's not starting right now. They had Patrick Peterson. Yep. And so I you know, I don't know that we're going to necessarily see Joey Porter against Zay Flowers in this game too much. Yeah. Uh, but I think that we will see plenty of that over the course of the next few
3: years. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, talking cornerbacks, Arthur Mallette. Yeah. Back to Pittsburgh. Reven- the revenge game. The revenge Arthur Millette game. Arthur Millette bowl. He he made no bones about it that he was fired up for this one. Yeah. He did not back away from that back at all. Back in training camp when he talked about it. Yep. Yeah. For sure. The other interesting, some other notes to point out. Uh, no Pat Fryermuth mm-hmm. for the Steelers. The tight end is injured. It looks like he will not be playing. You know, not ruled out officially yet, but certainly looks that way. Um, that's a big deal. I mean, he's he, a really good player. He's a good player. No Deontay Johnson. Mm-hmm. for them they're one of their best wide receivers. So they're pretty hampered, especially if they don't have their starting quarterback. Yeah. Um and so, you know, an opportunity for the Ravens defense to pounce on that. I think for defensively, what you really have to to be careful about A George Pickens is a, is an excellent player highlight real he can he can make some plays, spectacular p- plays especially deep. You can't give anything up big to George Pickens. Mm-hmm. And then it's really their run game, right? Najee Harris is a guy very physical back the Ravens have been a good tackling team I, I don't expect that to change I think though they they could you know you could see more Kyle Hamilton around the line of scrimmage this is a big physical back mm-hmm. right and I think the Ravens are going to want some some dudes up there that can that can stop him their backup though Jalen Warren I think might scare me a little bit more he's got a little bit more juice Scare's a bad word that's your word I, yeah, won't I won't You're use scared. that word. Yeah, scared. I won't use that word. scared. I won't, concerns me. <laughs> Never scared like you. <laughs> yeah, Warren's got some juice. Yeah. Yeah, he does. So, you know, you got to keep a... Uh, a lid on those but I think the Ravens have been really good in terms of limiting running backs in the passing game you know the way Patrick Queen's flying around the way Roquan's flying around they are made to kind of they're better suited now with all the speed they have defensively to crack down on that stuff and Kyle Hamilton also is just a really good tackler in the open field so um I think it is a big game for Kyle and he's been playing really well
4: yeah it'll be interesting with Kyle again We we mentioned this previously this week but if Marlon Humphreys back and if Marcus Williams is back, yep. what that defensive alignment looks like, and we mentioned Arthur Millette, like he's going to want to be on the field too yep. uh, against his old team. So where does that factor into the equation, um, and who they end up putting at that slot corner role? You yep, know, do they bring sure. Kyle back? Do they put him in a slot? Do they mix it up within the game? I, I'll, I'll be curious to see how that plays out.
3: Absolutely. I mean, I look. I think
4: here, here's this is like simple, but I think that like if this offense continues their success in the red zone, like they and they don't turn the ball over, the Ravens are gonna win this game. I, I just like yeah. I this is not gonna be a a twenty eight,
3: twenty seven game. Well and that's really the you know, I think that's a good point. You know, the Ravens aren't gonna convert at eighty percent all season long in the red zone, right? Yeah. So like you have to play better Outside of that, too, right? You have to give yourself more opportunities because the law of averages says you're probably going to come back to earth a little bit Mm -hmm. in the red zone, right? And so that's the charge for the Ravens offense. Like, you have to play. You can't have as many three and outs, you know, as they did at the beginning of that game. You have to move the ball more consistently, I would say, because you can't rely on getting touchdowns 80% Eighty percent of yeah, the time, time, you get either. down in the end zone, especially in Pittsburgh. It's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. It's going to be cranked up, and and like John Harbaugh said, I thought it was a good point on Monday. You know, opponents are going to be digging into the the film on that. Like when they see a team converting in the red zone, number one in the league, they're going to spend a lot of time trying to figure out answers to that. And the Ravens have to be ahead of that counterpunch. Yeah, I just I think that like if the Ravens'
4: offense can put up twenty-one points, like I think. Like, I, maybe seventeen. Like I just think this defense is going to be really good. I yeah. think you want to avoid a thirteen to ten game. That's like my that the main thing. <laughs> you want to avoid a thirteen to ten game where all of a sudden a turnover late can can sway the game. Yep. I think if this offense can continue to do what they did last week and put on the ball points, well, run the you ball know, the well,
3: their defense be efficient,
4: you know. be efficient, and take advantage when you get into the red zone and don't turn the ball over, then yep. it's going to be a win for this yep. team. Yep. And but you got to do those things.
3: The in, yeah, the inside linebackers have been the Steelers' defensive weakness for the past years and they turned that whole room over this offseason it's a whole new group of inside linebackers you know right now they're running 29th in runs events giving up 148.5 yards per game gas up the bus gas up the bugatti <laughs> anyway i think it'll be a good game uh, hopefully the ravens jump out to an early lead and kind of don't make it too good of a game. Cool. Uh thanks for listening as always make sure you subscribe, rate and review, check out the ravens press pass podcast for all the press conferences there. And I would never let you do it because you'd be oh, oh it'd be um, so weak. No no no, but here's one last thing
4: before oh. you one last thing before, before you do I the clothes, the yeah, before I run out of the room here <laughs> is next week, next Friday yeah. we're going to be in London doing a live yes. taping of the Lounge Podcast at the Counting House uh, Pub there. And that's all the information on the events taking place. While the team is in London, you go to com slash London. One of those events is the live podcast on that Friday and that's going to include Ray Lewis and Rob Woodson. Pretty cool. Okay, so... That's going to be very cool. It doesn't get any bigger than that right yeah. there. So two two guys who have gold jackets and uh, one of the... <laughs> You know. Should we wear our gold jackets? Yes, we can wear our gold jackets. We can wear our gold jackets. <laughs> I, I do have that
3: hideous corduroy one I can wear. It's similar.
4: That. Make sure you bring <laughs> that. that. We'll, we'll see if Ray and Narod wear their two gold jackets. So <laughs> I just want to make sure that fans yep. who are going to be over in London, coming from all across the world, or if you're in the U.S. making the trip, uh, come out to the come out to the pub and check out
3: the live recording of the podcast while there. For sure. But before we get to that, get ready for the... <gasps> see North rivals on the road. road.
0: You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U fund and give yourself a straight talk wireless extended silver unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them.